Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome, everyone. We have a, a couple special guests from the American College today, along with uh, a few different uh, people that are going to be chiming in on um, on this topic. So today is going to be on uh, career development, advisor career path, uh, getting designations, licenses, and what really what you need to do as an advisor to continue along your own career path, as well as um, what you should be and can be recommending to other advisor advisors in your firm or advisors that you're looking to bring on of being able to articulate kind of what you're going to do to support them and their journey of learning and ultimately becoming a Rainmaker advisor. So today, um, I'm excited to have uh, Michael Fink joining us. And uh, Michael, I'm going to have you do a little bit of a, a background and then Steve, his come his uh you know, counterpart as well, who uh, who just spent some time in our tax management journey training in Charleston. So I got the opportunity to meet Steve. So how how are we doing, Steve? Doing great, doing great. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. And yes, Charleston was fantastic. What a great turnout. The room was packed. And, uh, and I know everybody left with a ton of useful knowledge, as did we from the American College. So thank you for having us. Absolutely. And so, um, and Michael, if, if you could just do a little bit of a uh, little bit of background on yourself, and I know we were chatting before we got started that you were at Texas Tech, and we actually went and and uh, and taught a big group of students there the bucket plan certification uh, course, the two day training, and some of them have even sat for the proctored exam over there at Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, Michael, please introduce yourself. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, in the bucket strategy, Jason, I think is a great example of a financial planning technique that uses some of the principles of behavioral finance, but also the principles of conventional finance theory to help achieve better outcomes for retirees. And that's a lot of the philosophy in the Wealth Management Certified Professional Program that we've created here at the college. Uh, came from Texas Tech, traditional financial planning program, moved to the college in 2016. In 2017, started working on what I saw was a gap in the industry. And that's uh, a way of getting new advisors up to speed on a range of different financial planning topics and also give them a uh, pathway towards getting an advanced designation like a CFP. So the WMCP, it's a three-course sequence. Um, it's It uses a different framework than I think a lot of other education programs. We're very focused on using a goals-based process. So we, we are also focused on, you know, it's a wealth management education, but... Uh, it's focused on helping you understand the tools. So what are the tools that exist in the marketplace today? When do they provide the greatest value for clients? Uh, how can you use behavioral communication strategies to help people make better decisions? And then we have a lot of in-depth topics on things like education planning and charitable planning and estate planning and small business uh, as a way of rounding out that goal-based planning education. So three courses takes about six to eight months to complete and gets you on the path to getting your CFP. It counts for two courses in the CFP. 
Yeah, thank you, Michael. And, you know, I love, and that was one of the reasons I invited uh, you guys to be on here today. I thought it was really fantastic. The the way that you explained it too, Steve, I, I like the kind of the sequence when we were together. I didn't, first of all, I'd heard of the, the newer designation, Wealth Management Certified Professional. I didn't understand kind of how it linked to the CFP designation and, you know, what, what the vision was of why on the front end, you know, because it's pretty daunting to get the CFP designation. So to actually give someone the opportunity to learn some of the baseline content that is part of the CFP designation, but also get some letters behind their name um, to create almost that momentum, but also credibility um, that the advisor who's still working maybe towards a longer term goal of getting the CFP, the way you guys have positioned the WMCP, I, I think it's really brilliant. I love it. So, in, and then how you explained to me with the RICP and the charitable designation and just kind of how that all fits together, I think that'd be helpful, Steve. Yeah, thank you very much. And I should have uh, introduced myself more formally to the crew, but I'm the vice president of business development at the American College. I manage the overall relationship to the entire investment side of the industry. So part of the conversation that I'd had with Jason down in Charleston and, and Matt as well was the fact that when I came here to the American College a little over three years ago, we obviously have a, a large list uh, and, and smattering of different designations. And it it was a little bit initially alphabet soup, as I'm sure it is for many of you. And part of my initial just internal thought process was how do we how do we position these so that they just have a better flow and make more sense and and can actually work their way into the investment side of the industry. For many of you may not know, the American College has been around almost 100 years. We started in 1927 with the CLU, it's the Chartered Life Underwriter designation. So uh, we've evolved a lot since then and continue to grow and, and move into new areas. The investment side of the industry was obviously a big opportunity because it continues to compress, right? The overall industry is not getting broader and and looser and easier to work in, right? Fees are compressing. Regulatory oversight is is increasing uh, seemingly every day with Reg BI and the DOL and the SEC. And so uh, between all of those contributing factors and the fact that many advisors are retiring and getting out of the industry, our, our, our overall business is, is kind of on the shrink, right? And we're trying to entice new people to come into the industry. Part of that was also, it's no longer about, I can pick a better mutual fund than you can pick, right? It's not even about, I charge 20 basis points less annually than you do. It's about helping clients understand their relationship with money and, and how they perceive money, how they utilize money, how they look at investments. You know, what's the behavioral finance approach uh, of that initial relationship and, you know, although the CFP is still by far and away the gold standard in our industry, we wanted to make sure that we were addressing the fact that there's a push for new advisors and bringing new people into this industry. And you have to be in the business for three years to even hold the CFP behind your name. So that left a, a big, big opportunity for us 
one of the largest institutions we work with uh, came at us for two courses of the CFP, right? And, and they were interested in just those two courses. Long story short, they were building a new advisor training program and were looking for that core educational content beyond your securities licensing, right? Beyond SIE, beyond the seven. And, and so what we were able to do is introduce the WMCP. We, we got together with the CFP board. We created that transferability of credits. And now we have a very logical and, and easily understood pathway of education from someone that comes maybe brand new out of college into the industry. You start with that WMCP as your foundational understanding. By the time you get through that, it's typically completed, it's meant to be completed in 12 months or less, right? The, on average, most of our students are completing in six to eight months, somewhere thereabouts. They finish their new uh, training program with the firm they're with, and those letters go behind their name. They start kind of getting their legs uh, underneath them and building a book of business. And during that time, they make the transition then into the beginnings of the CFP or in our proprietary uh, designation, the CH. FC or Chartered Financial Consultant, which quickly is the same exact core content as a CFP all the way down, with the exception of uh, not needing a seven-hour all-in exam at the end. But you have your foundational. You then move into kind of what you know I refer to in my simple mind is the meat of, of the knowledge of the industry. You obtain a CFP or a CHFC, and then you're starting to kind of get your book built you're starting to potentially identify a niche that you will be working in or that your client base, uh, client base tends to reside in. And that's when you specialize, right? That's when you go to an RICP or retirement income, or you go towards um, maybe our, our CAP as advisor of philanthropy, or maybe you go into a special needs designation, right? So we have a multitude of those that are kind of in, in my view and my approach and how I introduce it, on the outside or on the edges of designation obtainment. And that has seemed to really kind of click with people. I think Jason and Matt, you know, in that presentation and in that uh, introduction of it, it, it made more sense, right? So that's why we're having such success uh, and growth in the overall investment side of the business. And uh, hopefully that makes sense. I'm happy to yeah. expand. Steve, <laughs> just to kind of summarize what you said, um, but... I love, you know, because when we think about our advisor career path and what we teach to, you know, and help our advisors with, um, we have a, a training um, and it has five rungs. And so similar to the CFP board study, if you're familiar years ago, where they interviewed all the top RIA firms and what they kind of came to in general from a visual standpoint is five rungs. And first, and this is what we built our whole program around is these five rungs of a career path. First rung being client service associate, more entry level, anywhere from zero to three years worth of experience. You're going to come in, you're going to do a lot of backstage tactical work while you're learning the, you know, the language and, and the basics and just what the firm is and what it does and getting your you know feet under you at a new firm is what that kind of first rung is. For, but you're still adding value by doing important things that need to be done in the backstage to support the front stage, the advisors. Rung two of the five is paraplanner. Now you're starting to work on getting your licenses, your designations, 
and doing the actual financial planning, but you're still sitting in the backstage supporting the front stage advisors. Then rung three of five is where you become an associate advisor. You become an advisor, your licenses, you have your designations, you learned how to be a financial planner, do all the financial modeling, tax modeling, investment analysis, all of that in rung two. So now you're ready to sit with clients when you get to rung three. Smaller clients of the firm and you're sitting second chair to larger uh, with the larger clients with a lead advisor as the first chair. And that is the fourth rung. The fourth rung is where you're a lead advisor, you're a first chair, you always have a second chair in all your meetings to do a lot of the follow-up work and, and, and things of that nature. And then the fifth and final rung is a practicing partner. So you're a lead advisor that's earned your way to practicing partner. The big aha moment that I had in talking to you, Steve, when you were at the tax management journey, and we were talking about how the tax management journey and the bucket plan can continue to fit into the fold with the American College and that course curriculum of, of developing the advisors. The big aha moment I had is I did not realize that the Wealth Management Certified Professional, WMCP, was two of the seven curriculum for the CFP. I also didn't realize that the, I'd heard this in the past, but I kind of forgot it, that the CHFC is identical to the CFP. It's just taking that last final really hard test is what is gets you that CFP designation in addition to the work experience. So I just love the path, you know, and how it correlates with our career path because the WMCP should absolutely be gotten in rung two when you're still on the backstage. So when you go to rung three and you start sitting with clients, you already have that designation and that additional knowledge that's in those two courses for the WMCP. And for whatever reason, if you can never pass that CFP test, you still have a CHFC designation, you know, chartered financial consultant, which is fantastic. Um, so I, I just, you know, you gave me a lot of clarity and I appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, one of the um, questions that had come through and Michael, I'd love for you to weigh in on this one. But the question was, what's the value of doing CFP through the American College rather than a university-tied program like through Duke or North Carolina State, uh, NC State, I think. Maybe I have that wrong. But, you know, the American College is fully accredited, nonprofit, educational institution, and the only that is solely uh, pointed at the betterment of society through applied financial knowledge, right? You can go through another program, another, you know, traditional four-year school and, and perhaps um, obtain, you know, some of the knowledge and education that's required to sit for that exam. The American colleges, I believe, by far and away more dialed in and specific to the core content and uh, we offer that content through our proprietary delivery model, which is called the personal pathway. And the personal pathway is, uh, it, it's very uh, intuitive, it's very integrated, it's multimodal learning, it's designed to be um, self-paced, but structured in, in, in help you 
be able to learn and retain the information to utilize it with your clients, not just help you cram the information in your brain to then puke it back out on a seven hour exam. You know, I, I took all my securities licenses at one point as well, and I'm a horrible test taker, but I thought I always felt like those those created and, and were weighted towards folks that were really good at taking tests, right? Uh, a CHFC is a great example that you don't have that all in high stakes exam at the end. You take a course, take a test, take a course, take a test. And upon completion of the eight, you're awarded your designation. Our view is that that creates advisors that have a better level of retained knowledge and can utilize it more quickly and efficiently in their day-to-day -day practice with their clients. So that's just a little more perspective around those two designations. Um, but certainly you can you can get the education for the CFP really anywhere, right? The tie-in that we've built, and this speaks volumes to WMCP, is HS300 and HS328 are the two courses that are covered upon completion of a WMCP. That may not mean anything to you initially, but those two are the literally the most rigorous and intense courses in the CFP curriculum. So, you know, what do they CFP, cover in general, Steve? Michael, do you can you can you touch on kind of that core content of those and, and what those two go over specifically? Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Yeah, I can. Um, you know, just as background, when I talk to planners who hire a new advisor who's just gone through a CFP program, oftentimes what I hear is, yeah, that's great. They're a CFP, but they don't actually understand how to do planning. So our philosophy, both in the WMCP and in our other courses, is we want to give you the content. We want you to be able to pass the CFP exam, but we also want you to be able to do your job. So um, for those, somebody mentioned that they had been through the RICP program and they enjoyed that experience. One of the things that we learned from the RICP is that when you bring in experts and they talk about how they actually execute a certain type of a strategy, um, it's, it's great because you, it allows you to put yourself in their place. It also gives you language as an advisor. Uh, you know, language that can help you deal with clients. I, really, I have that in my back pocket. I've, I've heard about this before. The other thing that we've done with the WMCP is that we have case studies. And in every single one of those courses, you have two case study assignments that are actually graded by financial planners. So you're going to get feedback from people who are already in the field. Um, 300 is the introduction to financial planning course. In the WMCP, we take a different take. We get really deep into communication skills, behavioral finance, uh, helping people work through a goal-based investing process. So they're not so much focused on how well did my, my investment portfolio did last quarter, but how well am I progressing towards my financial goals? Um, we feel like it makes us different than the CFP, frankly, and I think it's a better way, it's a better approach for putting together a wealth management plan. Um, 328, that's the investments course. 
And again, you know, I, I was involved in redoing our investments course. I understand the CFP investments learning objectives, but honestly, I don't think it necessarily trains you to be able to select from different complex financial products that exist on the marketplace today. It doesn't really teach you how to build an investment portfolio for a client that's aligned with their investment goals. I feel like it's very deep on definitional, but not so deep on practical. Um, so that's something that you're going to get by using the WMCP as a way of giving yourself a foundation in investment planning. Awesome. That's perfect. Well, hopefully, Fred, we answered your question around the uh, the, the traditional four-year school versus the American college. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to throw out too, and I'm just cruising through, Charlie brings a good point of, um, you know, RICP and CHFC as a, as a really nice combination and then Fred again said he he went to the CFP website and found like 628 advisors within 25 miles that have a CFP. Does that in some way, and Michael, I'd love your thoughts or Jason or anyone on the call for that matter, does that in some way dilute the uh, effectiveness or the, um, the clout essentially of a CFP? I, I don't know that it does. I think that, you know, the CFP board has done an awesome job of marketing that designation and they got really cool TV commercials and, and we don't yet have that, but I think that that's the differentiator. And, but I don't think that it dilutes uh, at all having that many. Uh, and maybe Fred, that's just your geographics where there's a really high concentration of, you know, uh, of CFPs. Right. But I think that's an interesting point. Charlie, yeah, I wanted to make a, a little room for you and Eric, too, because he just got the RICP designation. I'd love to hear from both of you. And then, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I would say uh, the CFP is probably more of a an advertising or a marketing designation because it's probably the most recognized by consumers. Um, the other designations that I have... I, I find more value in those in the real life application, the real life interaction with clients. I, I go back to that knowledge way more on my day-to-day -day interactions with clients. But you know, to what everybody's mentioned earlier, sometimes the CFP is just a differentiator when it comes to a prospect interviewing two different advisors. And if one's a CFP and one's not, that might tilt you know, their decision. So uh, but I do hate paying that renewal fee every year just because it's not getting it's, cheaper. It's, it's a tough, it, Charlie. It's not going down now. It's definitely not going down, but it's a tough uh, check to write every year. And Eric, you, you just did the RICP, right? Yeah, yeah, I did, Jason. So I, I just got done with that. Uh, I, I picked that one specifically because it addressed uh, a lot of the work that I, I do here at C2P. Uh, I wanted a deeper understanding into the tax and the social security uh, side of things. And it was able to provide that in, in pretty great detail. So uh, I was pleased with that. The RICP is only one component of the, you know, of the CFP exam. Um, but of course, that's also a building block. So, you know, uh, if, if you're looking for a good entry that spe specifically gets into the income piece, uh, around retirement, it, it's a great option there. Yeah. And I think like there's two paths, like Steve, the way you described it, like you could take the path of like WMCP, taking the other, and that's the first two, then you do the other five, 
Now you can be a CHFC, Chartered Financial Consultant, in addition to WMCP. If you take the CFP test, now you have that designation if you choose to. The RICP was more like specialty or finishing school, mm -hmm. isn't the way you explained it. But I think there's a lot of others that are already in the industry and maybe don't want to go the path of getting the CHFC or the, the CFP, but want to, you know, further their education and get some letters behind their name because that's what they do every day is retirement income planning. And so the R, going straight to the RICP can make sense. Yeah. You know, one other thing to keep in mind, the American College continues to um, to explore new ways to provide applied financial uh, knowledge to advisors, to retail clients as well. I mean, we have a program out there that's live and active and is gaining a lot of traction called Know Yourself, Grow Your Wealth. And it's designed to be a client-facing retail um, offering. It's it's not a designation. It's a, that you get a certificate, but it's it's meant for clients to just kind of understand their relationship with money and how they view and utilize money uh, as a resource in their lives. And uh, we're presenting that out in a multitude of areas. The other thing that we are doing to make a broader availability to our content is, is we're creating, and we're going through a piloting program right now as we speak, called a just-in-time learning platform. And this is going to be an entire library of uh, educational content. Some of it's drawn from our core curriculums. Some of it's going to be um, made available from, you know, third-party uh, contributors, potentially C2P at some point. But but that'll be very searchable and very distinct and very um, specific. So if you're out there, you know you have a client coming in and, you know, a day or an hour or whatever, and you need to gain some information or some insider knowledge beyond Google on whatever the topic is, you know, quadros, estate planning, whatever it is, um, some level of taxation, you know, advice, you could, you could go here and you could look for that one specific topic, get the information you need, read through it, you know, depending upon the depth of it. But then what we want to try to do is evolve that even into, it's a micro learning um, uh, modularization of content so that it does then transfer into a designation program at some level. So you, right. you go into just in time, you get two or three or four courses under your belt and you realize, oh my gosh, I'm only, you know, a little bit of, uh, of distance away from completing an entire course inside of, you know, the WMCP or the CFP or whatever. Uh, and that might wet your, you know, your educational whistle as well and, and keep you moving down that path. Excellent. Hey, Glenn, you, before we uh, got started, you had shared, uh, there was something you wanted to share. What's, what's been your experience with the career pathing and the designations and how this whole conversation comes together? Well, for me, I just feel like it's a more clear, delineated path that you can describe to people that you're bringing on board. And it's just a much more deliberate approach. I think sometimes, you know, we see everything the way that we are and we're not really, you know, painting the picture of the steps for someone to go through you know, to grow in our industry. And I so like the way you've mapped it out right along with the, the CFP guide to the roles within our industry to uh, to attract new talent. And, you know, for me, I want to grow my practice and I want to bring on more people and, you know, plug them into the right position. And I think this just gives us clarity in being able to do that. 
Yeah, showing the five rungs, just that one page visual is so powerful because at the end of the day, if you're you're if you're if you're trying to bring on other advisors to your firm or you're trying to retain advisors that are part of your firm, I mean, at the end, you know, to really grow your firm and create additional rainmakers, it's about attracting, retaining and rewarding top talent. That's what it's all about. And so how do you do that? It's through education, it's through support and growth and giving them these tools like the education of the designations and the courses we've been talking about today, the visual of the five rungs of the career path showing them that they can be part of G2, the next generation. They have the opportunity to earn their way to a stake of being a practicing partner at that fifth and final rung and being part of the next generation of taking over the firm. So such those components are so crucial and giving them a path to follow, right? Like the bucket plan process, which is the first uh, course in the RICP designation. And so the bucket plan process is a proven step-by-step -step process with the concepts and the tools that we can help train those advisors on. And then when you layer on the tax management journey and the tax training, and then show them that they have a career path and they can earn their way to partnership, it's a great recipe of all these things coming together of how you can, can grow your firm. Thank you so much, Michael, for being on and Steve and Glenn and everybody for your contributions. And we'll see you next week on Simplify Your Messaging to Clients will be the topic of next week. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.